0: guys, welcome to the Chris Show podcast. It's been a while since I've done one, but this one's a special one. First off, it is an audio only because, uh, well, quite honestly, I was just too lazy to set up all the video today. Second off, I wanted to get into the topic of conversation as I'm watching Serenity down a fucking fifth of Fireball. (laughs) She's ready for this. (laughs) Guys, welcome to the Chris Stolley Show with special guests from Breaking the Fourth Wall podcast, Miss Serenity Stone. As she pauses her video again, there she is, Miss Serenity Stone, take two. (laughs) Little glitches. That's why we didn't do it. My 6G is being weird. Your 6G? sure that's not a five and you just need to clean your glasses <laughs> there she is miss third time's the charm miss serenity stone there she is and then also joining us from what's your and binge and quite honestly i still don't know the name of your other show
1: yeah, so the What's, What's Your F and Binge Network is branched off into a couple different publications, but the uh, main one that we're running right now is Christopher S. Rudder is telling you like it is. There it That's is. That's the news portion of the uh, network, and you can just look it up under Chris Rudder and it'll pop up on every platform there is out there. It's kind of funny how it's working right now, but uh, we're getting a lot of views switching to the what we're talking about, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight with you, Chris, uh, with... Uh, world events and current events.
0: That's exactly right, and that's why I invited you on here. Like I, like I said in the uh, when I invited you on, it's pretty much your we're, uh, wheelhouse, uh, what we want to talk about today. But let me preface it before we get into the meat and potatoes of this. This show is going to be triggering for some people. Uh, if you sit on a certain uh, side of the aisle politically uh, or points of view, this may piss you off. And if you're a person who likes to fact check everything under the sun, let me tell you right now, we will be throwing some factoids in here. Probably it's unavoidable uh, with the topics of conversation, but in reality, this is going to be an opinion piece. Everything that we discuss and, and speculate is purely based on our own opinions, our own views. You can either agree with us or disagree with us. That's absolutely fine. But don't take us at face value that what we say is a word of God, if you will. It is not. Uh, we just like the rest of you guys are in a wait and see position on how this, uh, how thing, current events are going to play out, and certain things that we're going to be discussing right now. But please, don't be writing hate on us, saying that we're, you know, pa- passing off false information or otherwise. We are not. We are speculating. We are giving our points of views and opinions. And quite honestly, from those points of views and opinions, as I'm sure they're going to be, we all hope we're wrong. But we're probably not with the way we're viewing things.
1: (laughs) I I would actually go out on a limb here and say if anybody's going to hate on us or want to fact check us or whatever, put it in the comments. So that way we have a chance to come back later and say this is where we were sourcing it from. If somebody wants to fact check us and we could throw facts back at them, let them put it in the comments, bro. Fuck it. And we'll come back at them with whatever they got. (laughs) Not,
0: I, know I will. <laughs> oh, that, that's fair enough. And I, and, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not the young Turks or anything. I'm not going to fucking censor comments that I I find to be negative. If you got something bad to say about us, put it in the comments. It'll be there. I, I don't care. <laughs> All right. So what we want to talk about is the current state of affairs in the world right now. I mean, you, you can't avoid it. It's pretty much on every, every channel. I don't care if you listen to ABC or NSNBC or if you listen to Fox or, or, whatever the case may be, or maybe the podcasts out there that that political, it's pretty much all the same thing out there. We've got so much shit going on in the world that's just unreal. China making a move on Taiwan, which has been for a while, but it looks like they're actually getting set to do so. We got Russia pushing into Ukraine on, quote-unquote, whether or not it's an invasion or not, who knows. And then even more domestically, we have Canada declaring martial law and basically war on The Freedom Trucker protests, which has been, well, you know, being from the United States and after the summer of love, I could say this, has been the most peaceful and polite protest I've ever seen. And then I'm watching reporters in Ottawa getting shot with tear gas, point blank range, for simply being around the truckers. Like, what the fuck? Chris, I'll start with you. What the fuck is going on in clown world?
1: Yeah, so this is a really weird uh, undertaking that they're doing right now. Trudeau is doubling down with his New World Order message. And uh, whatever he originally started talking about enacting the Emergencies Act, which he did last Friday, um, I believe that was the 17th or 18th, he put out the Emergencies Act. He went in front of parli- Parliament, and he actually made the quote that uh, he's talked to several of the prime The primes or the prime ministers. There's five basic country setups in Canada. You've got Alberta, Ontario, you know, so on and so forth, Saskatchewan. You have five different territories up there, right? Right. And uh, he's saying that the majority of all of them agree with this stance against the truckers, that um, they want the government to stop them, squash them, or whatever. Now, everybody, while they're talking about this, what everybody's actually forgetting is why did the freedom uh truckers rally actually start and they started because they did not want to have to be mandated they wanted to be able to protect their civil liberties and they wanted to be able to protect their body uh liberty as well to not be what to do how to do it or when to do it that's all the rally is about Uh and since then trudeau has really pushed everything in And with the enactment of the Emergencies Act, he originally told everybody in a uh, press conference, it was about 10 days ago, that he was not going to use the military or use the police and any type of force against the truckers. And then the day after that, uh, Lataya Friedman, his uh, deputy prime minister, came out and gave her own news conference and said that they will go after people's bank accounts, they will go after their social media, they will lock them down, they will block them out. There's been thousands and thousands of reports since Saturday morning, on the uh, 20th of February, that uh, these guys, their bank accounts are being froze. Uh-huh. They can't access them. They can't transfer funds, and that doesn't even include include what they did with the GoFundMe page. I think it was almost 11 million dollars was donated, and the Canadian government said, "Nope, fuck that. We're going to give that to the charities we want," which is and theft. Stow people's fucking money.
0: Which is theft? Let's let's call it let's call it plain and simple that it's money. It's
1: totally fraud. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's totally fraud. And um, so you have all of this going on. And so what Trudeau is basically doing is he's keeping his promise. He's not using the military or the uh, police, even though there are videos. You can go on Twitter right now, look up video now. Canadian mounted police trampling over protesters mm-hmm. right now. That actually happened Sunday and Monday afternoon. Uh, there's videos up of that. And, uh, but in the meantime, they're freezing all of their bank accounts. So they're restricting how they can live, how they can pay just for water and gas. And they announced the, the law to go out onto their citizens there in Canada to, uh, if anybody brings them gas or brings them fucking sandwiches or, you know, a chest of ice with fucking beers or soft drinks in it, you're actually contributing. That's actually contraband. And you can be arrested for that.
0: Yeah. You're, and you're, a you're plea. arrested under aiding and abetting terrorist activities, I think is what they yes. called it.
1: Yeah, you're aiding and abating, uh, which is actually against. Go what's...
2: What,
0: what's that, Serenity? You're really breaking up bad. I think you're in a bad spot.
2: Oh. Because their home language for somebody, what our world is based we should not be punished.
0: Well, I I seen a, I had seen an interview uh, on on Fox News uh, where they talked to a local bakery out there in Canada who had off uh, paid something like two hundred and fifty dollars uh to to the the truckers because as she put it she just didn't want to see somebody freezing to death in their truck she wanted to be able to give them gas to be able to like you know sleep in a in a warm spot for the night while they were standing up for their civil liberties she really didn't have anything to do with one way or the other how what they were protesting she was just looking out for the well-being of the people that were out there protesting and her business was doxxed for. Like, not only was her money stolen, as, as we know, you know, and went to the charities that Canada decided it should go to. But they they released her name and her businesses where she received so much hate and vandalism to her businesses. Like, that she was crying, uh, you know, in the interview because people were hanging, you know, signs over her business signs saying that she supports terrorism and, and shit like that. Like... And she's just a bakery. She makes scones and shit. She don't fucking, you know. <laughs> it's like, this is the last person on the planet. Yeah, you know? they,
1: actually, they actually doxed a lot of the people who did the GoFundMe as well. Yeah. They doxed about 10,000 of them. They published their names and put them on list and gave, uh, you know, where they're located and identity information. Um, And um, Trudeau is enabling this with the messaging and everything because they're their version of the national news is very much like our CNN um, where they give um, really slanted information and they leave things out purposely and and all this other stuff. It's a, it's a, it's a bad deal up there. There's a, there's a lot of uh, freedom of information news and, uh, groups like that up there, but uh, it's it's uh, few and far between of the people that are actually consuming their news that way. Right. So they get keep getting fed all of this shit from Trudeau and from the cabinet people, and uh, you know, like I was speaking about Miss Friedman, uh, uh, the deputy prime minister, there to Trudeau. She uh, her grandfather was a famous Nazi, right? And her grandfather actually controlled all the propaganda that came out of Warsaw, Poland and he actually uh, gave everything firsthand to Goebbels, which is three hands three just three people removed from the field. right he was that high up and their in their uh um, structure and uh, she graduated from the young leaders development group under klaus schwab and was funded by george Soros. she was a writer she came in with um uh, the washington post and she actually published in the wall street journal a few times she was a, a reporter for about 10 or 12 years before she moved into politics and she moved to Canada to become a uh, a politician about the time that uh, Trudeau was being pushed out of the young leaders development program himself, the first time that he took seat in Canada. So they basically paired these two people together. Right. His deputy prime minister, uh, whose, whose grandfather was a Nazi and, and developed and uh, graduated from, uh, the U.N.'s young development leaders, along with Trudeau, they both came out about the same time. She just had about 10 years of real-world information as a reporter, definitely a reporter of the left, putting out all kinds of misinformation, all kinds of bullshit lies. All of her articles are still available online, and you can find them, and you can look at how she lied and propagated uh, what happens of mass destruction. She was part of that fucking regime. Right. Remember, that shit got lied to the American public. Uh, she's, she's part of the people who reported that we need to go to war with all of them. Uh, her, her grandfather, again, was involved with, in Warsaw, po- Poland, along with uh, George Soros, who actually funded her the money to run her campaign to become elected in Canada. He's also uh, funded Newsom. He also funded uh, the Cuomos. Um, there's, there's a, I think there's 300 jurisdictions in the United States that were directly funded by George Soros's foundation. To put them in fucking office, yeah, and these are all people with a unit with, you know, bond reform, letting violent felons out with no bond. That's why you have San Francisco. It's nine hundred dollars to rob a CVS, and nobody gets fucking. No, you can't get arrested. You know, fuck on that. You know, they're those poor people. They're just trying to live. That's the reason you have all of these super progressive areas, and they all really rotate around most of the blue cities in the United States. Well, and um, well, you bring what, up a point that... we're seeing in Canada right now is nothing. Go ahead. You, you bring up a great point. I'll go to, on for
0: an hour. <laughs> no no that's fine. But you bring up a I wanted to interrupt because you bring up a good point and I gotta pee. You bring up a good point which could lead into okay. something that I know Serenity wants to talk about in its own right. But it's it's a good segue into it. Uh, and again, I'm not going to apologize and I don't care if I hurt anybody's feelings in what I'm about to say here. Okay. But do you think you guys itself? Do you guys think that a lot of the uh. Bullshit that's been going on in the United States, and of course I know the answer is yes. But let me let me finish the 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 full statement uh, to what I'm thinking here, with the uh, the wokeism, the the political correctness, the fifteen thousand genders and and uh, pronoun pronoun pronunciations, and and uh, you know this this uh, movement to make white uh, white straight males. all neo-Nazis and everything. Do you think all of this is really a progressive movement, or do you think it's, as Serenity would describe it, pay attention to this hand so you don't see what's going on with this hand, and with this hand being everything happening around the world, keeping us distracted from seeing Putin's push into Europe, uh, China's push into... uh, the other Asian territories, for lack of a better term. Trudeau becoming a fucking dictator. Like, we are been distracted a lot longer than we should have been on this shit because of simple things like whether or not CRT should be taught in fucking schools. I'll let you guys discuss that to the audience while I go hit the head real quick. And then I'll come back and catch back up in. Okay. So,
2: <laughs> Rudder. I yeah. like... You know how you feel it deep in your bones, that they're just feeding you what they want you to listen to? Because they know we exist. They know the people that are watching them that aren't going to believe all their bullshit fucking exist. I feel like this Russia thing and everything that they're reporting on Canada and the truckers and his thing is really distracting from something deeper, something more fourth complex like when that circle that we have all this shit's on there. All this Uh shit like the agriculture the agriculture. You have to do something to affect the agriculture. I sent you something today from Russia about the agro industrial complex. They straight up called it the agro industrial complex. And that's agriculture industrial complex one of the little things on that circle from Klaus Schwab is affects the affect the oh my god i just said the word like 10 times agriculture right so i i see that well, the, circle of klaus schwab and they're hidden every single one this race respect, shit, this gender shit everything is on that. every little thing that we have talked about about the fourth industrial revolution. They're hitting it right now. Thing is going to be we're all involved in a fucking world order.
1: Well, yeah, the easiest way to manipulate that is uh what I told you, I think it was a couple months ago that what we're going to be looking at is the third world countries of the globe, they're going to be start getting starved out. And then it's going to be left nations that these elections okay. can actually be controlled and they can actually uh, control agriculture and the military and the way that uh, each one of the countries negotiates or has diplomacy with each other. Because if you're able to starve them out, okay, that gets rid of 2 billion people out of the world. You have to de- You have to understand if you're talking real NWO, you're a t- eugenicist. They yeah, want so to pull off the major population, right?
2: Yes, I mean, we've talked about the Georgia Guidestones. We really need to do a show on the Georgia Guidestones. But, yeah, the decrease in population is healthier for Think about
1: this. Think about this. During the two years of the pandemic, there has, on average, there's about 23 million people a year who die from starvation in third world countries. Okay? Mm -hmm. So over the past years, that goes without saying that that's about 95 million people. Have died and that just goes off like clockwork nobody blinks an eye at it well during the pandemic it's been an extra 50 million so now we've got yeah. 25 million now we're talking about 100 million people how many people has covid actually killed one, mi- one million people worldwide
0: right something like that
1: and we're completely glossing over this okay and uh it-
2: so the decrease in population that they would need is what number? Like, are they trying? If, if so according
1: to the uh, according to the Georgia uh, guidestones, it's about ninety percent. We need to get the population down to around under five hundred million total.
2: And there's how many people in the world? I just want to get seven point nine billion.
1: So we need to get rid of seven point four billion people for the Georgia guidestones to actually pertain the meaning that they say. All right. I, if you get the population below the you can control everything.
0: All right. I walked in. I walked back in late, uh, so so I'll be the dummy to ask the question. What is the Georgia Guidestones?
2: <laughs> the okay, Georgia so, Guidestones
1: are go ahead, Serenity. <laughs>
2: okay, so I'm just going to do this the funnest way possible. So it is an American Stonehenge that is built like Stonehenge and has different coordinates. To different planets, just and like how common. old is it? Uh, like
1: what 80 90
2: uh, years approximately
1: old, approximately year, 80 years old, but it's been carbon dated to be 360 years old. So, yeah. before the country so was founded, <laughs>
2: it has these <laughs> 10 commandments in like every language you could think of, and all the, the seven major ones.
1: languages, right? Like Mandarin, Arabic. Uh, I think Indianity. Latin and Spanish.
2: Yeah. There's yeah, something like that. There's, Germanic. There,
1: like... Yeah, there's, yeah, there's like seven or eight languages on there. Okay.
2: There's, each side has its own language. And, like, Chris, you could probably pull it up on your internet right now. But one of them is we have to reduce the population of people on Earth to, I think it's, 90 million or 100 million or something?
1: It's 500 million is the is the final number that that's going to best control. That's going to be the best thing for the planet as far as resources and the way that we're able to allocate, allocate wealth and make sure that everybody lives the same way. And uh, the really weird thing about this is the way it ties in with George Soros and Klaus Schwab with the UN and the NWO whenever Klaus Schwab comes out on video and says, you're going to own nothing and like it. Have you have you seen videos and be happy? And be happy. Have you seen videos of George Klaus? I mean, he's like a James Bond fucking villain. He's like, this is the (laughs) dude from Spectre. No, I've i I've, I've heard
0: I've heard the statement I've I've heard the statements numerous times about like uh, the world going over to where nobody owns anything, we all rent it and we're gonna be happy that we that we rent it. And actually Serenity and I off air had discussed it like uh, that that's meant to placate people, even like myself. I live with, you know, my in-laws and, and stuff like that, you know, so technically I don't have a place of my own. So as a, as a person who doesn't have a place of my own, this whole entire renting thing is supposed to benefit people like me. It's like, oh, okay, we'll give you a home, but it's, it's not yours. You just rent it from but us. That, you, you know what I mean? You're
2: one of the 500 million people that they decide they are allowed to live. Right. The thing is, and be one with nature. Be one with nature. Okay, but you know every what? time okay. I take a leak,
1: we'll do another. <laughs> we'll, we'll the NWO does not preach B one with nature. No, just do what you're told.
2: It was no, it was built by a mysterious man. Nobody knows who actually built it. It's basically like eight years ago, you didn't know who somebody was in three states over and some guy just went to Georgia, bought this shit, said build this here and then was gone.
1: You know, it's kind of, you know, there's the, uh, what is it, the, um, ah, fuck, in Florida, they have the thing uh, where that guy built that huge maze and mansion and everything up on the ground out of coral, right? Like, just, Mm -hmm. just, some people are just weird, and they do some things, but the thing about the Georgia Guidestones, they just popped up, and they've been, like, this little, the biggest bowl of yarn in Georgia, stops you know like one of those kind of tourism places right and then all of a sudden in the past 10 years it's caught on as being something and, and people try to document it and they carbon date it and all this other shit and as far as local history goes it's been around for about 75 or 80 years since that there's um, a lot
2: of masonic
1: yeah it's a masonic uh development yeah well it's I'm, got eight it's yeah, an it's, octagon it's eight sides i mean to be f- yeah. to be yeah. fair it's masonic, it- but we don't know
0: to be fair, and I love our ball with Fago. Um, to be fair to an outsider that that doesn't know about this stuff, it does kind of sound like the whole Gozer, Gozer worshiper shit from Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? <laughs> to to be fair, you know, yeah. Um, but I mean, but you know,
2: all going to be coming true.
0: Whether whether or not this is a push to a one one uh one uh one people government. Or New World Order or not, notwithstanding, I think the biggest thing I'm scared of with current events right now and with the distractions and how weak our administration, no, I'm not picking on Biden because I'm a Trump supporter or anything else. It's just, quite honestly, we have a shit administration that's doing nothing that the United States should be doing in these situations. Right now, as we stand, I hope that changes, but right now, as it stands, my biggest fear is, with with the china threat with the russian threat especially with the russian threat right now and even with our neighbors to the north the nicest fucking people on the goddamn planet turning into a dictatorship i'm really scared this is turning into go- or very easily turn into and i don't want say her but i think we're on the verge of world war 3 i think we're about okay. to see world war 3
2: I think it'd be like 3 through 10 cuz like there's so much shit going on in the world that we don't know about. But um going back to like what you were saying about this is all happening in the Ukraine and all that, I really think that we're not going to understand that we're under a one world government in, until years after it's already done. We're not going to realize that that's the way it is. But I heard Biden Speaking about these sanctions that he's going to be doing on Russia, and that they were equal that he would have to do the sanctions, but NATO and all of its allies would also adhere to those new sanctions.
0: you would have to, you so had to check on those sanctions too because I think I heard an, I heard, think I heard a one today where one of the sanctions that that Biden supposedly is putting on Russia or has put on Russia is one that has already existed against one of their banks. so it's really not a sanction or at least it's not a new sanction it's one that's already been there and unchanged. So it's it's like oh well, let's since it's already there we can make it look like we put a sanction on but we really didn't because it's already in play.
2: But wait what is, it's something on banks. Well maybe we don't have that sanction and the other nations of the NATO allies don't have that sanction. So that's in there because counts as a sanction but also the rest of NATO and America are going to adhere to the same sanctions that Putin agrees to. So that just changed how many people are in NATO?
0: Well, it doesn't matter to Putin. because uh, twenty-eight.
2: Any... Okay, so all those people that are in NATO. So 128
1: adhering... countries to 131, depending on which country's government is being recognized or not. But it's about 125 or so.
2: OK, let's say it's one twenty five. That is one twenty five plus Russia, one twenty six countries that now have to adhere to the same sanctions because Biden said that NATO and all its allies would do the same sanctions. And I sent you the clip of this, Chris. You know this. Nana. So, yeah,
1: so uh, what they're actually uh, proposing in the sanctions, I'm looking this up on Duck, duck, go! my favorite place to actually get information from. Uh, the White House has said it's considering imposing export controls on Russia, which could would uh, restrict Russia's ability to obtain the interrogated circuits if necessary. They're wanting to uh, put an embargo on their technology so they can't get in or out uh, circuits and processors. And then they're also uh, doing on, on the bank, which they actually did in 2014, um, whenever Russia annexed Crimea. Uh, which made the Ukraine what it is actually right now. And then also the natural gas pipeline, r- which runs from Russia to China and from China to Russia through Karkistan. Um They've actually imposed these embargoes where they can't ship out anything from the Ukraine as far as natural gas. And um, they're also going to hit them with the SWIFT financial system that's used by all the banks around the world. So. Not only the original bank it, uh, imposing they did, um, they are doing it with the SWIFT management, which is 12 out of 14 of the world banks. And then they're also making it impossible for them to trade on the dollar, which in case nobody realizes right now, the only way that oil is allowed to be traded is by the dollar. That was a an agreement that um, the United States and Saudi Arabia did it back in 1973 Whenever Nixon took us off the gold standard, they agreed to only trade oil by U.S. dollars. So if they eliminate Russia being able to use U.S. dollars, they can't even buy oil.
0: But they don't need to because they've been processing their own. And most of us have been getting our oil, including the United States, from Russia. They
1: can't sell it. Okay, Okay, that's great. great, how 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 much natural gas does Russia actually need? What they actually rely on is the sale of it. And if you can't trade in the U.S. dollar, you can't sell the shit either.
0: All right. So what are we supposed to do for natural resources? He's not. Profit. Biden's not going to turn around and fucking reopen the uh, Keystone pipeline, which would no, no, be the answer to, to the problem for the United States in this situation. But instead, what's he going to do? Go beg Saudi Arabia to fucking start selling oil to us again instead of Russia? I mean, what? What? How? How does that embargo help we're, we're, the standing we're, we're, of the United States people?
1: We're. we're we're already buying from Saudi Arabia. That's the reason our gas is three fifty dollars a gallon and approaching $4 in some other areas. And it's probably going to be up to almost $6 a gallon whenever we get to the next presidential election. They have actually said, Saki came out and said, you're not going to own cars anymore. You're not going to need to. We're going to make it so expensive that you can't afford to actually use it. You're going to find alternative means of transportation, which means everybody yeah. has to move to the blue cities because they have busing, railways all of this other shit they really want to take this away from people and they've been talking about it for the past 15 years and now someone's in office crazy enough to actually fucking talk about it
0: (laughs) which again which again goes back goes back to forcing this on us forcing this on us alongside of everything else Again, I don't want to sound like a doom conspiracy theorist or anything else, but I, I can't help but look at everything going on and saying there's no way that's a coincidence that it's all hitting at once. Tell me, please, somebody, put some rationality into it. No,
1: it's, it's part of the plan. Yeah, it's, th- it's part of the plan. In uh, 2008, Klaus Schwab uh, published his book called COVID-19, The Great Reset, and it was set in the year 2020 we're going through exactly what they these guys have written about for decades okay, Cla- bro.
2: Yeah, Klaus Schwab is who I'm talking about when I'm saying the fourth industrial complex.
1: Yeah, he's part of, he's also represent. the head of the he's also part of the WEF, the World Economic Forum. He speaks on their behalf, a great deal so does George Soros. And whenever you go to the WEF's website, they have an interactive grid. It's a square. And you can just push on to say COVID-19 and it's going to show this web of shit that actually fucking happens. And then it points to the media and to the press and to uh, 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 local prosecutors. Like it just, it's interesting, like yeah. a media blackout and it will stream to COVID-19 to um, um, martial law, to the reserves coming in. Did yeah. you, did did the hospitals where you lived at six months ago, did they bring in the National Guard to help with hospitals? Yes. They did where I live. Yes. It actually happened.
2: Like, did you
0: see it? I didn't see it firsthand. I saw it, I saw it on the I news. Saw I saw it on the local news. I I didn't go down to a yeah. hospital we, firsthand. We and... drove
1: in Evansville. I was like, we have to go by here and see. And there was there's army vehicles. There were government plated vehicles outside for these guys to be what? able to get back and forth.
2: Okay. And my so... niece works at that
1: hospital. Also, she told me they were there.
2: <laughs> okay. So one of my best friends, and I won't use his name, but I love him dearly. He works at a hospital. And I talked to him since about a month before COVID hit. He messaged me and he said, "There's some shit about ready to go down. Buy as much canned food and water as you can. Try to get a wa- like a water filter and air mask, like in '95." So we went out like January 4th, bought gas masks, you know purifiers, you know preparing for whatever was gonna come. He's in Connecticut, where they supposedly did deploy people, where they supposedly did a bunch of shit. But he sent me pictures. He, he sent me video. He
1: Were they the two-man teams or whatever of bullshit?
2: There was nobody there. Like He sent me a link yeah. to a video on the news where he lives saying, the National Guard is helping, blah, 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 blah. And then they list his hospital he's at his hospital and the image that he has on the screen is the same as in the pictures but the background is not the same like those cars weren't really there those people
1: weren't actually there
0: smoke and mirrors it's same yeah, way as like when kind
1: of information that goes on
0: yeah same, same way as when aoc went down to look at the border And she was looking at an empty parking lot. uh,
1: November the thirteenth. On November the thirteenth, they showed um, where um, radio went down. They did a national test on uh, November the fourteenth, about a week before Thanksgiving, and they shut down and they took over the airwaves and they just did a test pattern for two minutes. Well, I I don't remember Southern Indiana because I was listening to the radio. I don't remember and exactly. It listening to it.
0: I don't remember exactly when it happened, but what about yeah. that time when Facebook got shut down while they were doing some investigation or anything else? In the six
1: hours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Same deal. That was also uh, three days before the whistleblower. Yeah, the, the whistleblower, whistleblower situation. Out, yeah, saying the fact check- Yeah, I mean, it was like three days before that. Well, we all know the fact checkers are kind of bullshit. I
0: we know they're all left-leaning, liberal fucking retards that will that will silence anything that descends against the, the narrative. We already knew they were bullshit. I
1: don't,
0: Sorry, go go I don't, ahead, Serenity.
1: I don't know if they're actually just complete retards or if they're people for whatever reason, because they were educated and indoctrinated, that they believe they're doing the right thing. Now, is that left or left, you know, liberal-leaning? Yes, it is. But... I think that people can be indoctrinated in a certain way. That's the reason there's such a division here in the country right now. That's been going on since whenever Hillary ran against Trump. That we have this huge division going on in the country. Oh, can we talk about that? Able to show one set of news and one set of yeah. Let's talk
2: about that.
0: Can, can, can we talk can about we can that we can a minute? Talk about whatever. When uh, uh, that that you know, and especially the left-leaning media has not been talking about it but that uh you know the the new uh report going on right now where they were investigating one of hillary's uh, uh lawyers or something and it came out that trump was right the the clinton foundation paid for hackers to To fucking uh, spy on him in his... That's the Durham Durham report. The Durham report. Hillary paid for him to be spied on, including in the fucking White House. That was a conspiracy theory for four years, and anybody who believed that was a fucking retard and everything else, now comes out to be fucking true. Where's the outrage, and why isn't CNN and... Where's CNN and MSNBC in this? Where's the young turds turn around saying, you know what? We fucked up. It was right. <laughs> you know?
1: They cannot say that because of their, that because they staked so much of their, um, I'm not saying they can't say that for a good reason. Okay. Hear me out on this. They I'm can't listening. talk about it now and cannot report it this way because they staked so much of their reputation on that. During that time period leading up from 2015 on whenever whenever uh, Trump was running against Hillary,
0: 2016.
1: they all staked a whole lot of their entire reputation and their core beliefs on reporting it that way, that it was all a lie, it was all a misinformation, Hillary had the proof, her server went down, blah, 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 because Trump stole from her, but it was actually them trying to hide the information, and now we find out that it's actually true. This has happened so many times, but they cannot report on it because they base their reputation. It takes news groups like what I'm doing and what you're doing with your show and what Alex Jones is doing with InfoWars All of these different shows that are showing the other side of the information, it takes every day another new person listening to that and being awoken to what's going on. Not being woke, but being awake and actually hearing what's going on with this and reading between the lines and seeing that there really is a puppet master going on with the majority of the world's governments right now and that they're lying to us. There's never a good reason to trust your fucking government. No, and absolutely. More people get on board with it. It's not all conspiracy theory. You know, that's the thing. There's so many things that we've been proven to write on over the past 20 years. Whether it comes, whether it goes to aliens, or it goes to the Georgia Guidestones, or it goes to what Serenity was talking about in Connecticut, or Chris, what you're talking about, none of these news organizations will report on it.
3: What yeah. we need is
1: one person stolen every day from that side of shit and the next thing you know we'll have a good fair majority that we don't have to debate it it's right now it's not 50-50 it's right. probably more like 55% are very liberal and leaning towards this that's why people that feel like they're you know they're not taking insanity pills that's why <laughs> that's why a lot of people feel like this can't really be going on this can't be how so many people think right but it probably is 55-45 you know it wasn't until 3 months ago that <laughs> CNN lost their contract to be played on all the U.S. airport TVs. So maybe a year from now, there will be so much different information out there that maybe things will swing right. But there's so many people that have been indoctrinated and learned from the feet up that the way that they're thinking about this shit is the way it is. They're not using common sense. They're just being told what to do like sheep.
0: Well, to be, they, to,
1: they believe the party line whenever they hear it.
0: Well, to be fair, and I've, I've stated this on numerous shows uh, throughout the six years I've been podcasting and everything else, anytime I've ever talked about, especially when I've talked about political points of view, you know, um, <coughs> I've always said, check your work. Always, always fact check yourself. Don't believe what I say. Don't believe what CNN says. Don't believe what Fox News says. Do your own fucking research and find the truth yourself. You know, um, I've always stated that, and I, I, I can't stress that enough. Even today, with everything we're saying today, don't take us at face value with what we're saying, whether it's fact or, or opinion. We'll tell you if it's opinion, so that way you already know. Don't bother fact-checking it. It's just opinion. But when we're saying something that is factual, we will give you sources to check. But I also encourage you to find other sources. Find your own truth from it. But don't ever believe what one side of the argument or what the other side of the argument says. I don't care if it's conservative, point of view, or liberal. Find the truth, because the truth is in between somewhere.
2: Let me just say, really quick, read the articles. Because a lot of people are tempted by this (coughs) Where they read like the first headline and they think they know what the story actually says or you watch CNN you see the headlines but you're not actually getting full in-depth knowledgeable conversation out of it. So if you only clickbait and you don't like read through and get through what you clicked on, I don't think that you read it at all. So stay away from clickbait unless you're going to read the full article.
0: Yeah, sometimes clickbait is clickbait for a reason. It's it's just a false headline, and you find out it's about fucking you know the next Care Bear movie. But sometimes that article is the, the headline is misleading, but the truth is actually in the article itself. So yeah, I absolutely agree. If you're if you're going to read it, read the whole thing. Don't just read the headline.
2: Okay, let me give you an example here. There was one about a very prominent musician who is still alive, dying. And I'm like, holy fuck, if he died, I'm going to cry. So I click on it, and I start reading, and it's about some experience that he had back in the day where they, like, licked deadly frogs or something in some jungle, and then he was legally <laughs> dead for, like, two and a half minutes or something. I read the headline thinking, one of my fucking worshipping heroes, survived. I've actually met fucking god of a man was dead, and I clicked on it, and if I read just the headline, I would have posted on my freaking Facebook. Oh, my God. He's dead. Cry. But in all actuality, it was a fucking story about a party time that he had back in some jungle. Okay? So, like, clickbait and reading the full article are completely necessary. It's
0: absolutely true. And I even- don't
2: care how many times you read it. Like, they just... Basically on how many clicked it, you clicked it, you're a number. They don't care if you read it or not.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you're you're not wrong, and, and and that even goes that even goes for podcasts. Like if you're if you're listening for sake of argument, if you're listening to, to the Chris Stolli show right now, you know if, if you see a headline or a video with a headline, and it doesn't seem right for the Chris Stolli show, although I know none of you are really searching for it. If it's not on YouTube, if it's not on Rumble. If it's not produced from Anchor.fm to Spotify, iHeartRadio, stuff like that, it's not me. I never do Facebook Live. In fact, I outside of sharing these videos, I don't even use social media. So make sure you check your source of where you get it, whether it's my show, whether it's Chris, it's fucking louder with Crowder. Make sure you're getting the right ones and not something that's made up to just try to draw you away from what you're looking for. You always got to be careful of that. Mis- misinformation is very much in social media.
2: Very much social media. Okay, so back to this whole conversation here. I want to talk about the Ukraine and Putin's declaration that those are independent states, and it's part of Ukraine, which I guess that it's their kind of home. Ukraine is kind of like the Russian homeland. It was during so the Soviet Union. Way. Yes. So, well, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, I'm not going to deny that they have an attachment to this mm. country, but they're saying that they took over these two independent parts of Ukraine. Therefore, now they're, like, owned by Russia? Like, Chris, Rudder, like, explain this yeah. to me.
1: Okay. Um, so first, can you hear this?
0: No. <laughs> Happened. Oh, there we go.
4: ...the Trump billionaire George Soros. The situation in the east of Europe is deeply concerning, and that without external financial assistance, Ukraine will deteriorate. Francine asked him how he rates the new government so far. Their task is, you know...
1: This is George Soros' talk. Uh,
4: ...and they haven't done everything right. Uh, and uh, the reforms have... Uh, Actually, been rather slow, and they are just beginning to uh, beginning to, to see the, the actual performance. And uh, practically every day there is a, 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 an advance. But very interestingly, uh, the, uh, what happens is Ukraine is up against not only uh, Putin's Russia but also what, uh, what I call the old Ukraine. Uh, there is a new Ukraine that wants to be uh, the opposite of the old Ukraine, but the old Ukraine is still there. And so far, there are two scenarios. Yeah. The West becomes tougher, unites politically, or the West continues as it is. Yeah. What happens if the West continues as it is? How bad is it going to get? There are two possibilities. One is that Ukraine, uh, Ukraine actually collapses. This is Putin's put uh, sort of uh, optimal uh, uh, goal uh, to have a financial collapse, political infighting, uh, and he can uh, then step back and say, "I didn't cause it. Um, I'm a good boy." Uh, so uh, lift the sanctions. That's what he hopes for. I got it before. Now,
0: before we get before we get serious on George Soros, really? I, I have to say it without having the video in front of me to see George Soros, he sounds like the villain from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey or Lethal Weapon oh. Two. Diplomatic immunity.
2: Klaus Schwab, yeah. and that's the guy that.
1: Right. I'll play. I'll play Klaus Schwab. Maybe here in a little bit. But here's the thing about that video: all of that seemed like it was pertaining to today, right? Like. Yeah. Putin is definitely trying to prop himself up to look like he's going to be the good boy, and Ukraine's going to collapse on itself. That video is from eight years ago.
2: Okay. 2016,
1: right? So this no, that's that. That was
0: line. that was during that was during uh, Obama's administration. I think that's when he was making his push into yeah. what is it, Croatia, Korea, whatever the that's, fucking. That's...
1: Yeah, this, that's what I was saying earlier about the, all of this, you know, like the current headlines right now where everybody's saying this wouldn't have happened under Trump. It fucking happened under Trump. And it also happened all the way back to Obama. The problem with all of this, whenever you're dealing with the NWO and the World Economic Forum, is you're dealing with the military-industrial complex yeah. and the way that it's so embedded into all of these West countries. I mean, you now there's a lot of like socialistic medicine and all this stuff out there like in Norway and Belgium but they're still diplomatic countries they still have votes right right they still vote for their leaders so whenever you're dealing with western politics everything from the you know 1700s france and beyond everything that leads up to right now then you're dealing with uh what they call western diplomacy or western politics and the military industrial complex which eisenhower and jfk told us about before he got fucking shot in the head they told us to beware of the military industrial complex to be very wary of these these secret groups And, you know, they were talking very much in in point about the Bilderberg or the Davos group or Bohemian Grove. Like Mark Twain talked about the Bohemian Grove. It was too queer for him, quote unquote, because it was a bunch of dudes running around trying to act like, you know, dudes and chicks. He said it was too queer for his taste. But it's been around since Mark Twain was a writer. Right. And it wasn't until about 20 years ago that we actually knew that it was for real. So there's so many of these secret things that have been talked about over the past 50 years. Let's just say 50 years. Going back to the beginning of the CIA, which was the COO, and they were a part of Ops 8 and MI6, the beginning of all of that. Whenever you're dealing with these secret organizations that nobody knows what they're doing, is look at this right hand and don't pay attention to what the left hand's doing when they cut your neck. This type of stuff has been going on this is Operation Lockstep. This is Operation Mockingbird. Uh, this, there's so many of these different operations that all of us know the names of, where the government has operated on covert principles, and uh, they have done the exact opposite of what they've told us they're doing, like MK Ultra. Everybody knows MK Ultra now. Right. Yeah. That happened sixty fucking years ago, y'all. That happened in the '60s. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking about the, the birth And you know allowing Charles Manson To be who he was And this was a fucking government operation That did this And the Gulf of Tonkin and all this other stuff All of these things that have come out To be true because of the Freedom of Information Act And everybody's like Well they can't be lying to us now <laughs> well, it, I mean <laughs> it's, it's not like I'm saying they're all
2: lying Like I am a lot of people don't think that way. Some people believe ISIS exists. Some people don't. But I have to say, a friend of mine from 2014, to 2016 fought in Libya against ISIS. Like, he has no reason why. When He works for the dock now, if they caught a mermaid yet, and he told me no. I mean, you gotta fucking believe the guy, right? He's, he's, <laughs> he's just saying like... not saying that everything's fake.
1: Like, those, you know, it's like Commander Commander Faber and him talking about the tic-tac UFO. Like, how are you going to really doubt that guy? The government has given him billions of dollars worth of aircraft to fly over 4,000 hours of combat time. And he comes on Joe Rogan, is an interviewed on the New York Times and Wall Street Journal, and they talk to him about his UFO. Right. Like if everybody went to him, like he's the credible guy, then how can you dismiss it? You know, it's. <laughs> <I> mean,
2: <laughs> but so I really many people don't even talk about aliens it. live amongst us. They don't, like, to hurt with us, and, like, we're, fr- you know, one of five friends could be an alien. I don't know about that. <laughs> but I don't think that it's so far-fetched. I think that when this all came to be, people were too unopened to the idea of that. So right now, we're becoming open to the ideas of a space force, and, like, why would not and...
0: Why would we not oh, be open been, to... Yeah to uh to aliens among us i mean has anybody seen et or starman or whatever i mean i'd be all down if they're those types of aliens if, if we're talking like independence day or fucking you know really scott's aliens then maybe i don't want to deal with that but you know let's be real
2: there's all different types like be the fuck aware There. i mean like They're out there and they're among us. They can't be all that bad, but I think that they're among us
3: a lot more
2: in politics because they're like Biden has to be a robot. I think Obama (laughs) is too. Like, come on, these people like you can't fall downstairs as you're walking. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but like, have you? These politicians
0: have you robots? Have you ever seen me drunk?
2: like 50 million times like every time we sat in my parents backyard
1: so it, um, that. you know a lot of people actually think along the lines of what the new is and what they actually report on and the things that they're actually communicating to us are because of extraterrestrial people being involved in them and that's whenever you're talking about like the reptilians and all that shit I don't know if any of that is true I don't know I mean, that sounds fantastical. And if there's something crazy going on in the world, and it wasn't one of us that thought of it, maybe that makes it easier to swallow.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know. But I mean, there have been motherfuckers. There have been no less than fifty other Hitlers in the history of the world.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you go, if you go by Nostradamus, there's been two, and but a third like, one's on its way. Yeah, as exactly. far as an anti-crisis
1: concerned. You're was
2: going down for being shit people. Like, what if Hitler was taking real orders from well, like, aliens?
1: That's yeah. What, no, if Hitler is just, he's just a, a <laughs> not part of the aliens. Maybe he was, <laughs> who knows. He was but working if Hitler... with
2: alien technology, so he must have had some sort of agreement. I've and seen really that really episode really of Star so Trek
1: Enterprise. You, which a lot of people, yeah, uh, I'm, there's I'm, a lot I'm, of I've people. There's a lot of people who talk about the advanced technology they had. They had radar-controlled bombs before we did, before we were even actually actually thinking about it. These motherfuckers were experimenting with it. So they've seen shit. I don't know where they saw it from, but if Hitler is like 50 other horrible bad men throughout history, depending on what side of history you're on, like Genghis Khan, okay, he was so destructive he changed – one sixth of the planet's carbon footprint. <laughs> <laughs> he wow. was that badass of a motherfucker that he he completely changed one sixth of the carbon footprint. He demolished that many people. Which so makes going him going back to Genghis Khan. There's been fifty. There's been fifty or so motherfuckers who are that kind of crazy. You know, Hannibal wow. was that kind of crazy. Genghis. Uh, um, um, the Zulu nation and all them, they were that kind of fucking crazy. The British thought, they fucking marched through all t- sorts of territory on foot and killed British soldiers who had rifles. They killed them with spears and wooden shields. They were that kind of badass. Okay, mm-hmm. so <laughs> there's been fifth fuckers who have changed everything around them and made everybody go fucking, you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre crazy. Hey, hey. Or, you know, around in fucking circles with their chainsaw, like just making these motherfuckers go mad dog crazy. And a whole bunch of these kinds of people. And it's been 50, 60, now going on almost 70 plus years that we've seen somebody really like Hitler. And what's the best way to do that? i you like Hitler? The first thing is to take over the media and cause propaganda. That's what he did. He was incredibly good at public speaking. And he was incredibly good at spreading his message. And he was incredibly good at having Gestapo make you put that shit up on your walls and listen to what the fuck he said. That's what he did first.
0: That's why Joe Biden is not a threat because Hitler, Hitler was charismatic and Biden's not. However, the squad else it's not
1: biden it's what biden will allow Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's the people that are controlling (laughs) biden it's
1: just kind of like whoa my
2: programming yeah it's, it's what biden
1: will actually allow that's the problem with him being such a weak leader is that he probably will allow something really fucked up and really crazy to happen before the next next elections come around especially if in the midterms that they actually lose a lot of house seats and senate seats if they lose a whole bunch in the midterm, fucking bet, buyer beware of what Biden will allow to happen inside our borders. I promise you, that's a prediction from fucking hell. <laughs> Mark this shit. I, yeah. If we take over a bunch of seats in the midterm, if they just convert them and we just vote a bunch of motherfuckers out or flop from Democratic to conservative or what the fuck ever, any kind of vote out that happens. where like 14 seats get changed. Between the House and the Senate, buyer beware of what the fuck Biden will have inside our borders. It will be fucking nuts.
0: Well, he's already allowing so much shit.
1: He's already
0: allowing. I mean, the the whole entire influx from from our southern border is enough to show that Biden's already trying to set up for, you know, for lack of a better term, democratic rule.
1: It has to be something... Okay. It has to be something that the media outlets have to show because they were able to actually put it out that the border crossing in Texas, that we were like maiming and mutilating and beating these motherfuckers whenever in fact that didn't happen. And it hasn't happened the entire time. Oh, I know. So it has to be something that even they have to show.
2: Okay. So I have to say this really quick. My grandmother died at 105. My parents who are going to hit 80 soon. Um, uh, sorry, Mom, Dad, like 70-something soon. Okay. They have all told me...
0: Don't worry, Mom and Dad. Nobody that. listens to this I'm... show anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. So, if you vote Democratic, your vote counts. Republican, your vote counts. Vote for the other party, whether it be Presbyterian, Christian, I don't know. You're stealing from another party, party. You're stealing. No, no. No, that vote doesn't count because there's not enough people to vote for that third-party candidate. So if you vote for oh, uh, you're talking you're talking Republican, independent, it's,
0: you you're, you're talking independent yes. and Green Party, yeah. That I, I keep, I, I telling, people, I keep like, telling people, I keep telling people, your vote is wasted on that. It is. And quite honestly, the truth is, anybody who votes for okay. independence or Green Party always goes to the Democrat vote. Because the Green Party and independents never tally up enough votes to fit into the actual debate.
2: what if everyone voted for the third party? Then
0: everybody will vote Democrat. That's,
1: that's, that's That's too much pie in the sky. Nobody will actually do that. Because there's too many of the people who are libertarian or green that don't follow the Democratic Party line or the Republican Party line. How about this? This is much simpler.
2: Okay.
1: Everybody... Who has served more than two terms, vote them the fuck out. Uh-huh.
2: Okay, how but about wait. that? I, I don't think that's gonna help much. I mean, it'll help, but at the same time, if we time, do that two newbies, elections in
1: a row, if we do those... that two elections in a row, then there will be nobody There'll be no more Mitch McConnell's. But There'll there's be no more be young, Biden.
2: trained people. We're gonna get these trained people like, the people we have right now are trained to do one thing. And if we bring in the younger, more fucking determined to change our shit and NWO and Fourth, fourth Industrial Complex, well, we want to vote them in. I think that we need to go for another fucking campaign. No, she, she's
0: she got a it point. It won't
1: be them. It won't be the people you're worried about. No, she's, it won't she, be the people you're worried about.
0: No, she's got a point. I'll, I'll use a perfect example. She's got a point because... You know if if two term limits came in then we would have a hell of a lot more people in the squad, for example, Ilian Omar and 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 fucking AOC who are extreme socialists and I'm not
1: extreme term limits. huh I'm not saying two term I'm not saying two term limits. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying right now if we want to reset the swamp, we need to get rid of everybody who's had two or more. The way, did, oh, then how the fuck are you gonna do it? The, the only way, way you guys are talking about it, or no? Vote the the them out
0: no. look, look. I don't. I don't agree with the independence and and the uh, the Green Party idea because the votes always go to the Democrats. I get it. They're 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 an example of the illusion. Look at my right hand yeah. while the left hand does what it does. They don't really exist. I'm sorry. I know I'm pissing people uh. off, but it doesn't exist. It's Democrat Republican and only. If you don't vote Republican, your vote goes Democrat, regardless of what you voted under. Um, And that's the God's honest truth. As far as fixing the swamp, the only way to do that is get rid of career politicians. Quit voting if we're actually volunti- uh, politicians. The only way to do that that's is to the put Senate. the people... Everybody put,
3: who's had two or more.
0: We got to change We got cha- to change the rules back to the way it was where somebody who is a natural-born citizen of the United States who is of a certain age, who has served in the military at some point or other, is eligible to be a congressman, uh, a senator, or president, and that's it. And let the common man or woman actually take a hand at running the country because that common man or woman has lived in this country under the common common rule and the common folk. They know how it is. Instead of these elites who went to college to learn to be a politician who want to pretend they lead us when they were hired by us and, and dictate to us what they think we should be doing rather than what actually should be done for the betterment of the country and the people who live in it. That's the only way you fix the swamp. Put the, ha- put the power back in the hands of the people.
1: That's why I'm saying if they've done more than two terms, I'm not saying put in a two-term limit. I'm saying anybody who's done more than two terms, starting with your city council on up to your prosecutor and mayor office, and then your local represent- representation in state with the House and Senate, and then your national people, your U.S. congressmen, U.S. senators, that you send from your state, get them all the fuck out who's been there more than two terms.
0: I say get them all out. I don't care if they've been there for two terms or not. (laughs) I say we start from fucking scratch. Fire everybody and start over.
1: Dwight Dwight D. Eisenhower, whatever he said after the uh, military-industrial complex speech, he said any politician who leaves office richer than whatever they went in is a crook.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. It's he true. said
1: that, and that was back in ni- nineteen fifty-six. If it was true then, it's definitely true now. Nancy Nancy Pelosi has over two hundred million dollars mm-hmm. in stock options.
0: And what's the and what's she, the typical? She makes
1: two hundred thousand dollars a year.
0: Thank you. I was about to say, what does the typical Speaker of the House make?
1: <laughs> she makes four hundred and fifty for the engagement as Speaker in the House, and two hundred as a Congresswoman. So in the past eight years, she's made $650,000, which is a lot of money, but it does not need to $200 million. Exactly. Unless people have padded your bank account. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> okay, you know, I've heard that they have to pay to get on these, um, what are they called? Like, groups, like, let's say that you're fighting to... Relieve poverty in cities. There's like a group of congressmen that join a cabinet.
5: Together. Yeah,
2: yeah. They have to actually pay and bribe to get on these. Like, it's not like you could just say, um, "Can I join?" No, you have to fucking pay to play.
0: Well, I think I yeah, think politicians if you
1: want to be on the energy cabinet or something. You probably get bribed ten millions of dollars a year. Those guys get paid. I for huge. I, for- of money.
0: <laughs> I forget which comedian said it, but I, I agree with it 100%. I think politicians should be forced to wear the uh, the insignias and logos on their jackets of the people that bought bought them, just like NASCAR drivers, so we could I, see what we paid for. <laughs> you'll
1: never get the truth. Yeah, <laughs> That's the thing. You'll, you'll never get the truth. They're able to hide it very well, but...
0: Oh, we know they're all they under are. the fucking yeah. take. Every single one of them under the fucking take in some way, shape, or form, okay. whether it's lobbyists so or, or...
1: We, re- we, we know... If we reset everything. Everybody who has more than two years and then at the next full-term elections in four and six years, we go ahead and we take a look at everybody on if they voted for what we actually think. Like, how many, how many of your local councilmen or your state congressmen or your state senator, or your national, you know, your uh, uh, US House of Representatives, congressman or senator, if they did anything to make sure that Ray's plumbing supply on Main Street didn't get closed down for mask and mandates.
0: On the wrong person. Or if person. they made
1: sure that Target stayed open and the new place.
0: Well, I, 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 I you
1: can't. Know what I, mean? like, I look at their actions that way.
0: Yeah, I can't. I can't answer that because my mayor and my governor both still think that everybody wants mass mandates. Everybody wants to show their vaccination cards, and to this day, everybody still wants to pay seventeen dollars for a pack of cigarettes, five dollars for gas, because we need taxes for our roads and schools that they've never put a dime into either one. So yeah, I'm I'm in the wrong city and state yeah. for for to be able to answer that, <laughs> and we can't seem
1: to no, get yeah, rid yeah, of these yeah. assholes. You're you're in the best you're in the best state for that example. Mm-hmm. If they've been there for more than two terms, get them the fuck out. That way, it alleviates what Serenity's talking about. People who have no experience and they're all gung ho and they don't know how shit works. You got some people in there that know how shit works. They've been there, you know, two terms. Okay, so what? By the time the second term comes around, they know how shit works. They could teach the new guy, you know, so you eliminate that. And to an extent, the new guys that you're worried about, the under 30 year olds or whatever, according to the last three elections, Obama's second term, Trump and now Biden, the last three elections, that age group has voted on an average of less than 30 percent. Those are not going to be the activists. The activists are going to be our age. It's time for the 40s and 50-year-olds. Like, we have to yeah. do something instead of just bitching about how kids are nowadays. We got we got to stand up and fuck, you know, because yeah. it's been under our watch, or at least our parents' watch, that participation trophies were allowed to happen. And we're dealing with the end result of that. That was this our watch. <laughs> my, my, I breathe. Not
2: I can't. I can breathe. I,
1: I,
0: I can't. Me. My mother. I, I really can't. That that was our watch. That wasn't hers. <laughs>
1: depending on how old you are i'm 51 okay so i'm a little bit older than you guys yeah so okay so me and i'm blaming my parents okay because it depends on when you came around when you saw that shit it is what it is but the past two generations no matter how you cut it that's who it is to blame on whenever you're dealing with the current social climate of things we've allowed wokeism to happen because we want too many people to be happy like what they do on sesame street with your kids don't hurt anybody's feelings don't tell them that. Don't tell somebody their breast stinks. Tell them you need to go. Just you know, hey, maybe you need to brush your teeth. No, motherfucker, your breast stinks, man. Do something in the morning. You gotta shame somebody every once in a while to get them to do shit. You bully. You are a bully, and
2: the law next is going to pass a bully law, and you're going to be incarcerated. Probably I'll, either that or bully. something.
1: Either that or because of free speech. Mm-hmm. One of the two. It'll be one or the other. Look, I I will I will put it to you. I, you know,
2: uh, the free speech sounds a little more likely right
1: now. I, I'll put it I'll that put it to you this
2: like
0: in my point of view. I don't th- I don't I don't condone bullying in any way, shape, or form. I don't I don't. But do I think it should be eliminated? No. I think we need to teach the, the bullying how to stand up for themselves because that's what you're supposed to do. How do you beat a bully? You don't beat them with threats of arrest or. Or that. You, you stand up to a bully. You show them that you're not afraid of them. You you're take away their that. power.
2: That's what you do. Okay, but like, what's happening now is people aren't paying as much attention. Families aren't as connected as they've been in the past. And these kids that are being bullied are having mental health crises. That's why. I mean, my That's neighbor, why. My, hang on. My neighbor had three boys. And one of his boys had a bad day at school, was bullied, talked to his mom, and his mom said something along the lines of, you know, we're going to have to teach you how to be a man, and you need to stand up for yourself. He went up to his room and hung himself. He didn't have the mental health and the confidence to know that, yeah, I could stand up to this guy. So mental health isn't just for this fucking 20-plus or 16-plus. Mental health is an issue for children
0: as young as two. Well, mental health. I mean, it's also that, good for parents. It is good for parents, but yeah, I, like, like know, she was saying, like she was saying, it's because people aren't guiding their children nowadays. Parents aren't being parents. This is why. This is why. Why? Right here, everybody's addicted to these stupid fucking things. back when we were kids, it was the fucking television. Sit them in front of the TV. That's the babysitter. Now it's this shit taking the parents away from the kids. I've seen too many parents yep. where the kid's crying in the stroller and they're too busy fucking chatting on whatever, you know, and it's like, pick up your fucking kid, change his diaper, be a mom, be a dad, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 you want to fix the kids? It, it starts insane. with being a fucking parent.
2: Have you been following me? Are, are you Have not been... mad? <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs>
1: Have you you ever seen that video where they throw the cheese on the crying kid's head? Yes,
0: I have. And you know what? It kind of pisses me off.
1: stop crying. No, just start with that. That's the funniest fucking shit ever. (laughs) You and your kid will be laughing together hysterically forever if you do that to your kid. I promise.
2: Okay. My daughter, the youngest. Not smack them with the cheese. (laughs) No, you throw it on their head
1: or one of them. Yeah, you just toss it like ring toss it on their head. They're Mm -hmm. like, what? Yeah, but don't it use don't
0: it. don't use the okay, brick of government cheese to... though. <laughs> no, not the Delvita, not the Delvita
5: I
2: I I, I want to know what is the age range in which the cheese is supposed to
1: work. When I have no they're, idea. when they're like six months, six months to twelve months, I'm sure has got to be like they're not talking yet. Go get Berkeley. Sit around and get what they want. Go get a know, cra- fucking, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Go get go get Berkeley. Right. Get Berkeley and a and a craft single, and let's find out if she's in the right age group. <laughs>
2: um. I would do that if you wanted a screaming baby for the next hour, because it's almost her bedtime.
1: Wait till the next time she's screaming and crying and do it. Tell us how it went. I'll put
2: her in the bouncer. No, I'll do a video. I'll be like (laughs) Berlin, my daughter, my cinematographer. She takes better pictures than anyone else. I'll just hand her my phone and be like, record this, babe. And I'll try it. We'll see. If she doesn't laugh. What, what's the bet here? Like,
1: starting okay. at her and she'll laugh. <laughs> There's no choice. Just start fucking laughing at her and she'll laugh and she'll get a sense of humor out of it.
0: All right, well, since we're winding That's down this I'm show.
1: It. It looks like it. Why not have a kid that'll laugh at crazy shit instead of crying over it? Fuck it, make her laugh. Since,
0: since, <laughs> since we're kind of winding down <laughs> now, this show right now, now, let's go ahead and get back yeah. on track for a quick moment here. And uh, final question I'll throw out to you guys. What everything in the in the annals of time, everything in history comes to an end. When this shit settles down, where do you think we're going to be when everything is said and done? Are we going to be the one world, or are we going to? go back to some semblance of what we consider normality or are we going to be looking at a post apocalyptic world where we're fucking scavenging old world technologies to build a hut where are we at the okay. end of this at the end of this tunnel
1: Go first Chris Okay no we take a piss break after this question here Sure
2: Okay <laughs> So that, Chris. I've taken Um, two of
0: them, so fuck it. Go ahead.
2: (laughs) Okay, I'm I'm just going to reiterate this topic of conversation that I said before we started recording. So according to Russian news outlets that are, this is their news, 73% of the population agrees with them taking back those territories in Russia. They have taken down the Russian flag in Kyiv, and it doesn't seem like... The Russian population might be happy they got back that, that part of Ukraine, but they have to move their forces to a frontline position or move them back to a safe location because of harsh weather, weather conditions, and they were like sleeping in train stations. And, I mean, they're going to lose their strength i mean they're gonna be freezing they're gonna be starving he has to either bring them back or use them what do you think he's gonna do
0: i'll reiterate what i said before we started the show and i told you i wouldn't shy away from saying it on camera fuck russia i don't care let them all starve let them all die
2: okay what i'm saying (laughs) is he knows this is happening he has to make a choice He's feed to the front line and start fucking fighting or go back to your trading facilities a hundred or a thousand kilometers away.
0: Putin believes his own gimmick and he believes he's going to be the next uh, Russian premier supreme. He's going to push him in. He's going to invade. He's going to push him in. Fuck him. I've got plenty of more troops. He, he he's not going to stop because that'll be a sign of weakness for him. He's going to push. In my opinion, he's going to push.
2: Or he's going to stop so those sanctions all take effect. So it's not just, but 125 other countries have to go by the same sanctions and be open and honest in government policies. Be transparent with what they're doing militarily. It's a very easy way to create a one
1: world. It's a very easy way to create a one-world government also because you're taking 125 out of the 180 sovereign countries there are on the face of the planet. And you become majority rule at that point in time if you get everybody to agree to this. They can't do it to China because the 1 billion people and the technology they have there because they're able to build circuit boards cheaper because they have all of the prime minerals there. Well what, the rare earth minerals that it takes. Yep. Well while do, you were they have that as well as flavor. What we what we
0: were talking about be, while you and were the with the, while you were taking a leak was uh uh Serenity was reading some of the Russian articles from Russia about the theirness and uh, majority of majority of the people of Russia support what Putin has done thus far with taking over the two independent states, quote unquote, yep. and stuff like that. But now they're at a point with the with the way the weather is and the uh, and and the territories, where Putin's either going to have to, in a couple of days, start the invasion or or back off because people are freezing and starving and
2: that was my question what do you think's gonna happen well like i said putin putin
0: Putin can't afford afford to look weak like i said what i said is putin can't afford to look weak he believes his own gimmick he believes his own stink he believes he's supposed to be the russian uh, supreme uh, premier so i think he's gonna push he's gonna attack anything else would be considered weakness on his part what do you say
2: brother
1: I think uh, that actually what he's doing right now, he had a, it was close to 100,000 troops next to the Ukrainian border. And he had it at the northern part of the border, which is the part of the mountains, which is where the one-third of the Ukrainian uh, control comes from. And they're actually the ones who are ruling the countries except for where they want to defect back to being Russian. And three years ago, they had 250,000 troops in the same area. And it wasn't reported this way on the news. This time was only 100,000, and it was you're talking almost literally one-third of the force just to go through their maneuvers. All they were doing was training. This is no different than what we do off the coast of California, off the coast of Alaska, whenever we're 100 miles from Russian sea space and airspace. Mm -hmm. It's no different than that. They're just doing it along Mm -hmm. their border. It's like our military training out of McAllen, Texas, 22 miles away from the Mexican border. The only difference is the Russians aren't feeding missiles (coughs) to the Mexicans to take over the parts of Texas that want to still be Mexican. That's the only difference between these two things. Right? (laughs) It really is. That's the only difference. If the Russians were feeding the Mexicans or feeding the Canadians missiles, like NATO is to the Ukraine, Mm -hmm. George Soros, there's a video of him. uh, Pull it up real quick, but uh, not to do that. Um, there's a video of George Soros actually talking about bragging about spending 5 billion dollars to be able to send all of these missiles there's all these tomahawks there's shit that's been sent out to Ukraine while Russia has been doing their maneuvers and they're reporting the russian thing like they're advancing they're just fucking patrolling their territory yeah. like they have for the past 20 years since russia got broken apart whenever it was I think the used US to the sanctions and agree
2: to back off, bring their troops back, but it'll have a different effect because it won't be, this is what Russia has to do, this is what Russia and NATO have to do.
1: A small bit plays so that way we can either include Russia into NATO, which they haven't been part of so far.
5: They're not
1: going to part. Of, they're part of the United Nations, but if we can get them to be part of the NATO conglomerate, then we could go to war to China. There's no way of getting China to join join NATO. (laughs) (laughs) Too many crimes against their own population and shit. Mm -hmm. And they're fucking purely communist and dynastic. They're a dynasty family, or as the British like to say, dynasty. Dynasty. I like to throw that in every once in a while. But they're a dynastic family, you know, where this is built on. This this comes all the way back to like the Mandarin Empire, dude. These motherfuckers who are in power right now. And nobody like, wants to talk about that shit either. And I think what's going to end up happening, if all of this goes according to Hoyle for everybody, I think what's going to really have to happen is there's going to end up being a Red Dawn moment in the United States.
0: Explain wow. for that. And that's
1: what I think is going to have to happen. it's going to have to have, uh, be that kind of a, a, a standoff. True America, everything east of Wyoming, basically. Not California. We'll abandon that motherfucker. There's what about nothing...
2: Colorado, man?
1: Southern California will still be there because of Camp Pendleton. There's a U.S. Air Force base. There's a fucking Army base yeah. from you know, San Diego down in, in California. But Northern California, Washington, Oregon, that's going to be gone. Wyoming, it ain't going to be gone because all those motherfuckers carry guns. And you got militia hidden everywhere up in that motherfucker. They'll fucking go to war. Colorado is yeah. going to be safe. There's all kinds of fucking underground communities in Colorado. They're going to be all ready right. to get down, son. They got U.S. Air Force. They got fucking, uh, they have Navy there. Because um, they fly their planes out of there. That's where they all fucking train at.
2: They and fly out of uh, all those orders. There's the mountains that we have yeah. here in Colorado. Yeah, all they
0: got to do is so throw all the stoners everything, out, everything, out everything, as fodder everything, first. Everything
1: probably going to cut off around philadelphia chris to be honest with you whenever this shit goes down it's probably going to be like that where everybody squeezed in from philadelphia in- inward and everybody from wyoming Everybody fucking creates a wall. Like, I think it's going to go down like Red Dawn. Like, motherfuckers better be ready to fight, is what I think. Well, to get to Philadelphia, you still
0: got to go go through Jersey, and Jersey still has bases and shit like that in it. I mean, Philly's kind of weak now, thanks to closing the Philadelphia Naval Base. Thanks, Clinton.
1: Yeah, but they'll get knocked out. Where do you think they're going to send all their forces towards? They're going to jump in behind enemy lines where everybody has a gun? In Pennsylvania, where they have hunting season all year round, except for on Sundays, because you have to go to church? (laughs)
0: No, we still take We bring our (laughs) guns to church
1: (laughs) We bring our guns to church Everywhere everywhere but Philadelphia and Pittsburgh Is really like that in Pennsylvania You know that
0: Oh, Philadelphia's got it I mean, you know, we may not have organized But, you know, pretty much almost everybody That walks around in Philadelphia has a fucking gun Probably not legal
1: (laughs) There's close to over There's close to Currently now there's close to 1.7 million Veterans Who served in the Afghan war. Walking the streets of the United States.
5: 1.7.
1: Give them motherfuckers a gun and see what happens, son. You all want to parachute over, but that's what's going to happen. It's going to have to happen that way. It's the only way we're going to break these motherfuckers. Because the New World Order has been in bed for 50 years, man. That's the fucked up thing that people don't want to talk about. The evidence has been there. Their white papers have been there. They've talked about it openly. The World Bank yeah. Association, all of this shit, uh-huh. going all the way back to the, to the 50s and 60s whenever Eisenhower first warned about it, whenever he was going out of office, he was like, he got, you motherfuckers don't know what's coming for you. He gave everybody a warning.
2: Okay, everybody. but that's, that's what I really want to focus on. Is We've been leaning on this for so long, but nobody's going to realize what happened until it already happened? And it's happening, and people aren't fucking realizing it. 10, 20 years down the line, yeah, maybe people will wake up. But like, Terminator is going to be coming back and fucking shooting down the big, you know, Wi Fi network or whatever. I mean, shit's going to go down.
1: Well, it's just going to be a matter of how many of us motherfuckers who have been talking mad cash shit this whole time are really ready to take up a weapon and fight. There's a whole bunch of us who are. there's a whole bunch of us who say they are who have never really been tested you know what I mean like that's gonna be a big thing. Have you guys heard? For my the family Eisenhower speech on the military
0: For my family and you know, for my loved ones I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees and to for people that listening that do not know I am an ex-military veteran I am the United States Navy I have taken my oath of enlistment and last I checked, that oath does not have an expiration date, which means it doesn't matter that I don't wear the uniform anymore. I'm still bound to it.
1: So if you get called upon, you feel like you would go. Have you heard the Eisenhower speech on the military industrial complex? No. Would you like to would you like to hear it? Sure. And yeah. the only reason I, the only reason I want to play it right now is whenever you hear what he says, you're gonna be like hmm. Because there's shit going on right
2: now. Okay, play it. I'm going to mute, and I'm listening. All
1: right. It's a few minutes long. That's all right. But it's worth the listen for anybody who has not heard it. We're
0: already already an hour and a half in. That's fine. (laughs) We're digging in. We're having a Joe Rogan moment.
1: All right, cool. If I can...
0: I already know I'm going to get a strike on YouTube for this episode. Go.
1: Turn it up. It's about ready you crank up. All
5: right. Uh.
3: My fellow Americans, first I should like to express my gratitude to the radio and television networks for the opportunities they have given me over the years to bring reports and messages to our nation. My special thanks go to them for the opportunity of addressing you this evening. Three days from now, after half a century in the service of our country, I shall lay down the responsibilities of office as... In traditional and solemn ceremony, the authority of the presidency is vested in my successor. This evening, I come to you with a message of leave-taking and farewell.
0: That was it. <laughs> no,
3: share a few final thoughts with you, my countrymen. Like every other, like every other citizen, I wish the new president and all who will labor with him, Godspeed. I pray that the coming years will be blessed with peace and prosperity for all. Our people expect their president and the Congress to find a central agreement on issues of great women, the wise resolution of which will better shape the future of the nation. My own relations with the Congress, which began on a remote and tenuous basis when long ago, a member of the Senate appointed me to West Point, have since ranged from <coughs> the during the war and immediate post-war period and finally to the mutually interdependent during these past eight years. In this final relationship, the Congress and the administration have, on most vital issues, cooperated well to serve the, na- the nation good rather than mere partisanship and so have assured that the business of the nation should go forward. So my official relationship with the Congress ends in a feeling, on my part, of gratitude that we have been able to do so much together. We now stand 10 years past the midpoint of a century that has witnessed four major wars among great nations. Three of these involved our own country. Despite these holocausts, America is today the strongest, the most influential, and most productive nation in the world. Understandably proud of this preeminence, we yet realize that America's leadership and prestige depend not merely upon our unmatched material progress, riches, and military strength, but on how we use our power in the interest of world peace and human betterment. Throughout America's adventure in free government, our basic purposes have been to keep the peace, to foster progress in human achievement, and to enhance liberty, dignity, and integrity among peoples and among nations. To strive for less would be unworthy of a free and religious people. Any failure traceable to arrogance or our lack of comprehension or readiness to sacrifice would inflict upon us grievous hurt, both at home and abroad. Progress toward these noble goals is persistently threatened by the conflict now engulfing the world. It commands our whole attention, absorbs our very beings. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose, and insidious in method. Unhappily, the danger it poses, promises to be of indefinite duration. To meet it successfully, there is call for not so much the emotional and transitory sacrifices of crisis, but rather those which enable us to carry forward steadily, surely, and without complaint, the burdens of a prolonged and complex struggle with liberty the stake. Only thus shall we remain, despite every provocation, on our charted course toward permanent peace and human betterment. Crises there will continue to be. In meeting them, whether foreign or domestic, great or small, there is a recurring temptation to feel that some spectacular and costly action could be the solution to all current difficulties. A huge increase in newer elements of our defenses, development of unrealistic programs to cure every ill in agriculture, a dramatic expansion in basic and applied research. These and many other possibilities, each possibly promising in itself, may be suggested as the only way to the road we wish to travel. But each proposal must be weighed in the light of a broader consideration The need to maintain balance in and among national programs. Balance between the private and the public economy. Balance between the cost and hoped for advantages. Balance between the clearly necessary and the comfortably desirable. Balance between our essential requirements as a nation and the balance between actions of the moment and the national welfare of the future. Good judgment seeks balance and progress. Lack of it eventually finds imbalance and frustration. The record of many decades stands as proof that our people and their government have, in the main, understood these truths and have responded to them well in the face of threat and stress. But threats, new in kind or degree, constantly arise. Of these, I mention two only. A vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime, or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time, and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. And do this? three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually spend on military security alone, more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must car- guard against the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals. So that security and liberty may prosper together.
1: So the three main points of that entire speech are that a voter be informed and knowledgeable to watch out for the military military industrial complex and their influence from outside sources that don't have anything to do with American liberty. Like China and communistic Russia, and whenever we're sending arms to Iran and arming different forces and all of that other different stuff. He's warning against all of this. And this speech was done in 1960 before JFK took office. And yet those... those. I was going to... I was going to say, just tell me, a, when was the last president you were able to hear speak like this? And b, how how predictable of a message was that? If you're looking at the things that we're looking at right now, with NWO and World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and George Soros. Like having all of that go on. Like, how much did he actually predict? How much did he know? Even office you know, seventy years ago. I
0: think he knew enough that uh, once Kennedy figured it out, uh, started figuring it out, he got shot. <laughs> I think the only the only president in recent history that was close to bold enough, but not as bold as. Would be either Reagan or or uh, Trump, and even they didn't touch it the way he did. So I'm not I'm not saying they're you know as ballsy as 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 this, but I think they were the closest since. Um,
1: I think Debbie uh, w, uh, w really gave a really lame, lame ass you know, lame duck, uh, whatever he was giving over the presidency to Obama. He had done his two terms, blah, blah, blah. Right. He gave it over in a very We had been bought and sold into the weapons of mass destruction in, in Syria and Libya and all that bullshit and drug into another fucking war that ended up lasting until the way Biden horribly pulled us out. Um, just because he wouldn't listen to anybody, he uh-huh. listened to his staffers, not the actual generals that he's supposed to fucking listen to. Um, yeah, the same know, generals. Until, you know, there's the countless same lives The same generals that were more worried about whether or not
0: for that. whether or not the army or the military was fucking woke enough. I listened to him either. Yeah,
1: you know, and and. To this point right now, there uh, the shot mandate is still going on. And between all four of our armed forces, um, there's like 24,000 people who have tried to not get the shot for whatever reason or whatever. And the only branch that has given it on two occasions was the Air Force. Everybody else has denied it mm-hmm. completely across the board whenever you're dealing with a command structure like that how can it not be easy for the the boys that are boots on the ground to lose faith in their command? Uh-huh. You know, like you can't you can have that shit going on and expect your military from the ground up to be solid. They're going to be solid because they're good old boys for the most part. But as far as listening to what they're told, sooner or later some shit's going to have to break. That's why I think there's going to be a Red Dog moment. In my last, you know, two days, two weeks, two years. No, but I think there's going to be a moment, bro. I really do. Yeah, well,
0: hopefully hopefully our uh, powers that be get their heads out of their asses and stop this before it reaches that. But I, at this particular moment, and again, I don't want to sound like a doomsayer or, or, you know, whatever else. So I apologize in advance if that's how it's coming off. But I... As of right now, listening to the news, reading the reports, watching how this world is and watching how the United States is responding to these things, I'm not optimistic to the outcome on the other side of this. I really am not.
1: I'm very optimistic by saying it's going to be a Red Dawn moment because I think there's enough of us who are going to stand up and fight that we're going to show a militia moment. Uh, red blood moment, you know, whatever the fuck you want to call triotic triadic moment or whatever, to where we're going to be able to hold off. And it's going to be like, you know, I don't know, maybe our kids have to go through it and they learn from it or something, but I think there's going to be a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of people who are going to be willing to fucking take on that fight if it were to happen. That'd probably be the best thing for our country if we wanted to it was supposed to be, you know, 50 years ago. Like if we want to talk about glory days, those are real glory days. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, it,
0: for reunification of the country, it probably would be a good thing. I mean, I've been saying for years what this country needs is another civil war, but civil war is a lot different than the, another world war. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I don't want to see us go. through I think that. the
1: best way to get the whole the whole the best way to get us to go past any of the civil war mentality is to have somebody land in our backyard and everybody fucking bands together like that's going to be the best way to save the american way and it doesn't matter who you have to take in as a partner or a friend like if they're peace, bro <laughs> <laughs> well
0: the fact of the matter is you, you jump you jump in my yard you forfeit your life that's that's without a doubt and that would be a positive thing that would come out of that scenario is right. that it, we would band together and reunite and forget this stupid shit about race separa- separations and I think which Civil bathroom War, I think to use.
1: Would, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: you know? I think, yeah, I think you're, you're dealing with just 10% of the extreme. Too many people with common sense ain't for that, man. Mm-hmm. Where I work at, I see people every fucking day and I don't hear nobody talking like that. I and it. I deal with the public. So I deal with a wide section of people. You know, but I don't hear nobody fucking. Agreeing yeah. With that shit. But I, I l- play political shows. I play my show. I play uh, fucking Alex Jones, all kinds of shit while I'm working and people hear it. And I don't hear nobody say shit. I've even worn a Let's Go Brandon t shirt to work.
0: I got my MAGA shirt don't back say there.
1: fucking thing, man. I got I'm my effective. MAGA shirt back there. I, really I don't, don't care. Do.
0: <laughs> I've worn it to work. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, you know, MAGA till I die, man. Not because of Donald Trump, but because I believe in the saying "Make America Great Again." Because we're not.
1: I hope Tulsi Gabbard. I hope Tulsi runs for office next term. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't it's think really Trump.
0: Do I don't think Trump. I would say Tulsi or Ted Cruz. Because at least Ted's got some balls. If, to w-
1: him. imagine this. What's his name in Florida?
0: Oh, oh, DeSantis?
1: DeSantis, him, and Tulsi. Imagine.
0: <laughs> would never happen. Isn't
1: Tulsi a, a Democrat? Just imagine. No, she's a, she was registered as a Democrat, but she's now an independent. Because uh, Hillary and fucking Google blackballed her. <laughs> she has that civil suit going on against Hillary in Google right now. Oh brother. So she's not part of the Democratic Party. Okay. So imagine that.
0: All right. Well I I, I was her gonna call dissenters. her I was gonna call well, her a Democrat with common sense, but now I'll just say she's, you know, a decent human being. <laughs> no, yeah, I agree with a, a lot with a, what she says.
1: And she checks all the boxes. She's a she checks all the boxes too. She's a woman of color. She served in combat. She has congressional experience. She has state experience. She fucking helped turn around the fucking uh, the tourism like uh, profitability and shit there in Hawaii. She helped turn some of that stuff around. Uh, She's she done a whole fucking lot. I think she she should be like go ahead. Let's go ahead and have a person of color and have it be a woman and somebody with common sense. use a veteran and has some fucking you know ideals. An actual code that that they live by.
0: I would agree with you. I don't really care about the person of color thing, but I, I this would be another fucking uh, uh, future future podcast that we could have a t- conversation about is with the recent uh, the recent people in power, meaning Kamala Harris and Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. They're shameful and shitty. <laughs> No, let me, let me, let Her me finish.
1: Approval rating Kamala Harris and right now is twenty eight percent.
0: Well, especially Kamala Harris, but even a well, that's what I was going to say is uh, you know, and I, and I'm including Barack Obama in this. I think I think both of them hurt the future of quote unquote people of color being put in office, and Kamala especially not only hurts people of color but fucking women. I think it'll be a long time before we actually break that ceiling because the representations that we have are not the proper representations of what people of color could or women of color could do. Honest opinion.
1: You know what I I think currently? You know what I think? Hmm. Here's my tinfoil hat moment, okay? Okay. I'm going to have one tinfoil hat moment on it. Everything else you you can fact check. This right here is complete 100% opinion. Okay. If I'm playing 3D chess, okay?
0: Mm hmm. I'm a small
1: lawyer, correct? In theory. She was previously a prosecutor in the state of, Cal- uh, state of California. She is a licensed and uh, board certified lawyer. She's passed the bar in multiple states. She's able to practice nationally. And right now we have a SCOTUS position available, Supreme Court of the United States, position that is available. And Biden has come out and said he's going to make sure it's a black female.
0: Mm -hmm. Which he's not supposed to do
1: either. That's besides the point, yes, that is totally illegal. Okay. Second of all, Kamala Harris's approval rating and her position or where she's actually positioned In the news, as far as any news cycle goes, she's absent completely, and she has an approval rating of 28%. Now, hear me out on this, okay? This is really far out there, but I'm telling you, this might be a play. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and drag the process out for six or seven months. Nominate Kamala Harris. That's going to take six months of approval and hearings and all kinds of stuff. In the year past, the midterm has probably lost control of everything. Okay? hmm If you nominate Kamala, then you can also nominate your vice president at that point in time. Okay. And we nominate Hillary Clinton.
0: All right, you think there's a play to get Hillary into power? Back into power?
1: Very much. Very much so. If there was a way to do it, if there is a trap door, this is the current trap door. When was the last time you talked about who he was nominating? Where have you heard it at? You haven't heard it fucking nowhere, bro. The guy that they even said retired actually had a press conference saying, well, this is news to me. I'll talk about it later. (laughs) So he was forced to resign. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You have Kamala Harris, who's completely absent from the national scene. The only thing that she does is rehearse talk shows.
0: Terrible, by the way.
1: Her approval rating is 28% at best. At best. Her approval rating is 28%, bro. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and move her off to the Supreme Court. She's a certified lawyer. She has served as judge. Which scares me. She has all the credentials. And... As a default, last grasp, because it's the last year and a half of Biden's presidency, okay? I'm saying after the midterms. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about the last 18 months of his presidency. What better way to make sure that everybody who's willing to play ball plays ball is to have a Clinton in office? Specifically, that bitch.
0: Well, she was the one in charge of the presidency back back in the 90s anyway. We know fucking Bill. Bill was too busy chasing Monica Lewinsky with a cigar. It has always been the President of the United States and her husband, Bill. He was an idiot. He was always an idiot. so
1: there's a way to look at that also. He was definitely an idiot, but the way he was allowed to stay in power is that she was the calming, soothing voice. Whenever there needed to be a meeting of the minds you know a family dinner or whatever you bring your person to power, this power broker, whatever. come talk to Bill. Bill's looking at fucking the fucking you know Hustler magazine catering the event. you know Bill Clinton is Bill Clinton. He's always been a, he's always been a cockhound. It is what it is, right. But in the meantime, Hillary's always been the voice of the reason. That's the reason his presidency was allowed to exist. She's bought in. She's been reported. They have seen her getting out of the uh, uh, limousines at the Davos meetings and Bohemian Grove. Like, she's all in, bro. (laughs) (laughs)
5: That's
0: why I wouldn't vote for her back in 2016.
5: I I already know what it is.
0: That's why I wouldn't vote for her in 2016. It wasn't the fact that I was a Trump supporter. It was I've already lived through a Clinton presidency. I know what that's like. I don't want it again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's that simple I've already yeah, been they, through it uh, they, weren't, they weren't as good as they are remembered there's a uh, Clinton speech where he gives basically the exact same speech as Trump about the uh, border crossings The exact he's even harsher <laughs> he's yeah. like, these illegal aliens can't be fucking allowed to come across um got I would pull it up if uh, if it was regular time. But, um, you know, it, at whenever you're dealing with this double standard that's going on, I'm just thinking, like, what's the play? Because Biden can't possibly be propped up on enough speed right now to continue this pace. Now, I mean, he, you can barely understand him as it is. But another year from now, imagine what kind of shape this motherfucker is. He's literally going to be a zombie. Oh yeah. He's already had three brain surgeries and he's propped up
0: <laughs> He's still he literally. He's wait. had
1: his scalp open like three times.
0: Yeah, we've been wanting him to fucking get cracked down on Putin and he's still thinking he's fighting popcorn or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> and taking Trump behind the tool shed. Yeah. <laughs> Who talks like that?
1: Yeah, it's crazy, man. So
0: all right guys.
1: The way the way he fucking carries on and the way he dribbles. Go ahead, man.
0: All right guys, I think I think we've I think we've hit the point for the day. I definitely wanted that. Uh, unfortunately, we lost Serenity. I don't know if she just got bored and walked away or <laughs> or she fell asleep. Um, but I think guys,
1: her phone wouldn't holding the signal.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was holding. We were having a lot of audio issues with, with her phone. Uh, probably the weather they're having out there. She did say it was like, like negative like 9 degrees in Colorado right now. Um, But guys, thank you very much for hanging out with us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you're checking out all the other uh, Chris Dolly Show podcasts. I definitely want to invite Chris Rudder back. I, he's a regular on Breaking the Fourth Wall. But this is the first time he's graced me on... My own show, so I'm I'm humbled and honored. Again, make sure you're checking out his show, the uh, Christopher Rudder on Spotify. Part of the Infowars family, so you know we have a celebrity on our show now. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can find you. I don't know about. It.
1: <laughs> I just look up Christopher S. Rudder or telling you like it is. That'll pull you up on the first page of Google. You could do an Apple uh, Podcast search. Uh and whatever. Just look up Christopher S. Rudder and it'll pull you to it. Or you could go on InfoWars and you could find links to us there.
0: Right on. And of course, guys, you can find us wherever quality podcasts can be heard. We are on YouTube, just the Ollie Show, and we are on Rumble. Look up under uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall podcast. I didn't bother making a separate rumble for it because Fuck it, Rumble doesn't care where YouTube does. <laughs> Let's be real. So, you know, like, share, comment, subscribe. Again, I want to know what you guys think, whether it's a positive or a negative. I want to start seeing some comments on, on this shit now. Because we not only want to have a you know a political debate with you guys, on, especially if you disagree with us. But if you do agree with us, we'd like to know what you're agreeing with as well. And we will respond to it on air. And by we, I mean me, unless I get Chris back on here, which... You know, he's too big for me now. <laughs> but, Whatever, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, guys, thanks for checking it out. I hope you enjoyed it. And we will catch you on the next Chris Dolly Show podcast. Have a good one.